The Boiled Sports Podcast Network is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com and enter Boiled23 to get 15% off your first order. Homefield Apparel, wear one for the team. And by AJ's Burgers and Beef on Vine Street in West Lafayette. Visit eatajs.com to order or just stop in. AJ's Burgers, Beef, Beer. Says we're on. Seconds we're in. <laughs> it is a daytime handsome hour, and clearly nothing has ever changed. We're still struggling to get it everything. Technology. Working. We'd love to do this live, but we're not as advanced as places like the Field of Sixty Eight. Um, so we we'll figure that out. Twenty twenty six is our goal. About the time that the NCAA tournament will have expanded to oh, thousand teams. <laughs> a little little foreshadowing. Um, is Jay and Boiler Down on a recorded line? Uh, did you know that if you agree to be in this recording, you've consented to being recorded? I was told that by this recording software. Oh, wow. So you can't sue me for anything you say. Yeah, it's all, it's all. One of my favorite parts of your quick cast is when you, when you um, filter yourself. It's great. You'd be like, like, and I'm about to see something. And I yeah, stop, and it. then you go, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk." About it. It's like a little little internal monologue coming out for us, and it's, it's and I know what it is. It's, it's usually you with a, probably a completely reasonable thing, but you don't want to say like, you don't want it to be perceived as you're coming like like criticizing Fletch or something. And that's why you've yeah. That's why I think I think you've handled it well because you've said we all want him to do well. We all want him to. This is not a this is yeah. not a like let's go let's come down on Fletch and like crap on him. Let's let's everybody just wants a little more. We want him to get out of it. In a positive way, you want to do shootout, yeah. that kind of it, stuff. It does so. not help Purdue in any way moving past Fletch. I this is the thing that I, I I'm trying to get people on board, and I know like you've seen the comments and the, the margin they are filled with Fletch Colvin Heidi discussion, and I mean I like the fact that we're talking about it, but I think we gotta we we're not doing any good being you know wringing our hands about this. It's not it's not helping anything, and and if let's pretend for a second. Painter says, "Okay, enough. It, you know, Fletch, you're not, you're not. It's not working. We're putting you on the shelf. You don't really want that. You don't no. really, really want that because we've seen that just having Fletch in a in a in a high level, you need somebody else behind him. Oh yeah. So we've seen a very good version of Heidi now. We've seen some glimpses or glimmers of whatever hope from from Colvin. I would say the three headed monster is probably the best way for him to handle it. And you've seen two games this year where Fletch." People forget he was off the charts, man. He had two 27-point games against really good teams. Arizona yeah. was one, and uh, who was the other one? It was in Hawaii. Was it Tennessee or Marquette or somebody like that? It was. He had two really good games, two 27-point yeah. games. And, like, that was this year, guys. That was this yeah. season. It's not ancient so, history. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, and I think he is starting to, he is starting to do – what people kind of, I mean, he's, he's limiting the minutes. He's realizing, okay, if he doesn't have it tonight, maybe we, if we get some other guys, some minutes, and this is what he has to do here in these final weeks. But the three headed monster thing you brought up, yeah. as long as that's happening. Right. And I guess it's typically Edie Smith 
and then who's the third guy, right? So there's a tidy. A lot of times it's Lance, right? If you got the three guys having good to very good games, not even great, pretty good, pretty yeah. good, right? Yep. No doubt. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, here's the thing that, and I and I tried to figure out a quantify. I was doing it on the fly during the the last post game, like you know the big three idea. And Purdue got plenty of firepower. Let, last game is kind of a weird one to figure out because you figure if Purdue takes a decent swing at Michigan, they should win going away. Well, obviously they 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 had their arms tied behind their back for the first ten minutes because they couldn't shoot, right? But they still couldn't space themselves out, right? That was kind of unusual to see, especially as the foul outs start happening. So I was trying to figure out what is the reason for this other than lack of defensive effort. I mean, do you see anything else there? Because, like, like I'm, I'm a little bit perplexed at that game, to tell you the truth. The Michigan game? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it was one of those weird, like, it never really felt like they were not going to win, did it? So... So no. I, I saw this talked about on other recaps I saw where, you know, questioning. Michigan sucks, though. Let's just be real honest. Let's call but, them exactly what they are. They're not good. They've got plenty of talent, but they're not a good team. Well, don't we always say, though, that wins on the road in conference sure, sure. against talent is not to be – I don't think you should ever, you know – now, they won by eight. If they had won by <clears throat> 14 or 15, you probably aren't thinking that, I would think. You're I know. Thinking. It's absolutely true. And it's right? and and if they don't have that little cold stretch towards the end, they probably do win by that much. Right. right. Not so, shooting the three ball is one thing that that was like statistically unusual in that game. Right. Like I try to look at just like right. black and white numbers and and I'm like, man, that's kind of the only thing. And they were only you know, they weren't super far off their pace. They were they were 10 percent off their pace. But they um, yeah, it just it's it's a unusual thing. Here's that that jumps me right into the second thing I want to talk about because this stuff I bring it up. You hear me bring it up on the quick cast. I know you're you 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 seem to be in the margin a lot, which I appreciate you doing that. I know you're a busy guy. When I see you go when I see you go live, I jump in, but I don't get the no, I don't know how everybody knows. The so bell I'm, is what's supposed to. I be, have right? the bell click, right? And unless I open YouTube, I don't get it. <laughs> you, you have to have YouTube open all the time. Yes. Yes, I don't get an alert on my. Oh, maybe I need to have my notifications on. See, this will be a text. That's support. it. That's it. That's ah, it. that's probably what it is. See, I don't like notifications. It bothers me. So yeah. anyway, go on. Well, Sorry. um, so the the next question is, I, I refer to this conversation we had back in November. I hope it's, I hope it's something I'm not doing in you know out of confidence. You know, like where you said, you know, this was the circle of trust. Oh no, that's fine. Tree of trust, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the nest. Yeah, the nest. Exactly. So, Are so we not. Are we not in the, the tree of trust? The um, the you said that this was the same team back then, and you were absolutely right. So now we're three games from the end of the regular season. Is this the same team? What I said, no, no, it wasn't. I didn't say it's the same team. And I, and you haven't quoted me that way. You you said this feels the same. Feels, is what I said. Because everyone was like, this feels different. And I said to you guys, feels kind of the same to me. Feels kind of similar. Kinda, yeah, yeah. And and I I'm would old say, enough to remember 350 <laughs> days ago. Well, I only meant that the season started the same way where we were like, man, when these guys are hitting on even six out of eight cylinders, how the hell could somebody beat them? Right. And that looked like that for two Novembers in a row. Right. And so there was no way for it to feel better than last year 
in November. I think you would agree, right? If you compare November's, no way no. this past November could have possibly felt better. And no, it might literally, have you just... and I put, remember, I put that stupid dream scenario thing out in the internal chat, and I said, here's what's going to happen, like I do sometimes just to be a dumbass, right? And I said, okay, and Purdue's going to crawl the, they're going to go up the, the charts and be in the top five. Because I knew that the quality opponents and the respect the media gave those You didn't think they'd opponents. win all of them. I didn't was... think it was going to happen. That was crazy talk, So right? they were and a little they better. Did it. But it felt the same. They ascended to number one. It felt very similar. Now, your question to me now, does it feel different? Yes, it does feel a little different to me. Yeah. If I'm trying to be as, as down the middle here as I can yeah. and not yeah. let 30 years of wounds affect my feedback, um, I do think it feels different. I think this team looks more, and, and it makes sense. You're battle scarred. You're ba- you know, you, you, they're not going to be, I don't think, frightened by adversity the way that maybe i don't want to say they were frightened last year but they did look a little that i mean nobody being willing to shoot towards the second half of that fdu game or even the st peter's game a couple years ago nobody taking charge of it i don't think you're going to see that again i I mean who knows but it does feel different and they don't feel to me like they're listing the way that they were in february last year not yet i agree with that i said in february last year remember I, i said they lost four of eight Right. That's pretty damning. But I've been saying to you these next couple of weeks, which I said like a week or two ago, is where I'm going to kind of like see where they have three games left in the Big Ten. Right. And those are yep. going to tell us a lot. If yep. you win both two out of three, I'm fine with you win two out of three and you win them handily or confidently or whatever term you want to use. Then I feel about as good as I can feel, I think, going into the right season. Somebody, somebody had a good point in our in the in the comments, not the not the live comments, not the live chat. And they said, this Michigan team is like a good version of FDU because they're bad. They're decidedly bad. But much better athletes. Much better athletes. Much more size. Remember, FDU didn't have a guy over 6'9". And I think it was one six nine. The next guy was 6'6", six, six, who was playing a big, right? Michigan has a seven-foot guy who's playing, and then the guy behind him six ten, 6'10", right? Even with the flu, Shitter's still a pretty big guy, right? Yeah. So I don't know how he's still at Michigan, by the way. I really Why? don't understand but I know that everybody gets unlimited uh, eligibility. I do, think, I do think that Michigan played as good as they've played recently in that game. Um, Sorry, um, LBG just reminded me he's, he's, he's a redshirt sophomore. And I'm like, okay, I don't. It's, that seems How that it seem to like go to Shepard? school? This is why we record during the day, so that we don't have these distractions. I know. Uh, he's He's got a big announcement coming up, by the way. The, oh, the decision well, is going to be made in this week. Well, I saw the color of his cool car, so I know where he's going. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, LBD had a little fender bender. We had to replace the car. Uh, first. Uh, he's all first right, accident. thankfully. He's all right. It's great. Um, and uh, Yep. Got him a totally sweet 2008. Oh, man, that is a that is a great ride. I'm, Dude, I'm, the car is awesome. It was owned by old people, so that's, that's I can tell the color combo on that kind of car. That is always an old person. Yeah, it's yeah, always. It's in such good shape. It's amazing. They kept that car in such good shape, and he's already gotten a door ding at school. I don't even he knows it. I was like, dang, have it. <laughs> the old guy took such good shape. They had padded seat covers and a steering wheel cover. I ripped it all out, and I was like, everything's pristine in here. It's like it's never been touched. It's awesome. So you you made a joke there about the guys. He's a redshirt sophomore. Guys, so Zach Eady announced yesterday that he's, he is not. He's coming. going pro. Wow. He could have come back. That's the insane thing. He could have come back. Now I looked. By the way, this isn't as crazy as it might sound because he is still only twenty one. 
He's not even 22 until May. He's a 24-year-old Purdue player. Right. So so if he came back, he would finish next season, and he'd still be 22. So when people talk about, oh, there's no way that person could come back, he actually could, and he wouldn't be, like, obscenely, crazily old. He'd be what a senior should be. He'd be 22. Right. Right. I mean, like, I graduated at 21, and I was young. Right. Well, I – but, I mean, just for a moment, think about him in in college for one more year. Oh, it's crazy. It's great. But the funny thing is, you know, I get comments or questions about this. I think I've answered a couple of them in live and I'm like, no, he's not coming back. And people are like, well, but he may. And then they say, I've got a good source. I'm like, what's your source? What's your source? Because Zach has been talking about lasts all season. He's been talking about the last time here, the last this, the last that. He's not coming back. Remember, we used to have this when Boogie was here, when Biggie was here, when when Ivy was here. People would always tell him, he could come back. Yes, by yes, the rule, could. he could. You're right. correct. He's not going to. Right. There's no like. There's no reason to come back. All of those there, guys, mean, we knew when it was over. Right. I mean. Right. And I know, that, I know him getting paid a million and a half this year was pretty good. My guess, just, and I don't know. I don't know the answer to this, the definite answer to this. But my guess is Purdue's collective really can't take another million and a half dollar person on the on one guy, I know. I know there's money that comes back to the program, but I still think that's a, that's a ton for that. Purdue's infrastructure isn't Texas A&M, right? Nope. There's no oil men here. They're they're, they're guys like that over to catching. You're gonna have to hand yeah. that money over to catchings. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> he looks he looks great. If, if so, you and I've exchanged notes on this, and I and I've checked in on the OTE stuff, and he's hit his stride. If you don't know this about Cannon Catchings, he's hit his stride. He had a 21-point, 13-board game in the playoffs. They had three guys injured or three starters out, and he carried the team. He has built his swagger up. He looks a lot like uh, the way Boogie used to ask, act as a sophomore or junior. All good stuff. I think there's no way in hell he stays at Purdue for two years based on his length, his athleticism, his skill. I don't know what that means for Purdue. I'm not an IU fan to say, oh, yeah, this is national championship. What, I, I really don't – for a developmental program to have a guy that's a one and done, I don't know what that does to a team. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I can tell you that every time you have a guy that like looks like he's a massive ego, let alone two or three massive egos potentially next year on the team, I wonder about what that does to Painter. Painter's been so good at managing these personalities – not letting them kind of rule the day and say, okay, uh, you know, we've had, we've heard in the last few years of egos getting in, uh, in the way during the last game of the season, during the NCAA tournament. We, there was a rumor a couple of years ago that from one of the players who talked about, oh yeah, we've got a problem. Some people aren't listening. Some people aren't listening, aren't playing in, within the system. And, and I think that's the challenge. Here's the problem. Every, we had a good discussion on Twitter, me and a couple of people about Painter, not being the most supreme recruiter, but Painter has been a very, very, very good recruiter. Mm-hmm. Much better than Gene Cady. He's kept the identity of the Gene Cady uh, Purdue ethos, whatever you want to call it. Like it's all stayed intact, and he's able to elevate the talent level, which is really good. Somehow Purdue has fought all trends, kept people there, redshirted people, not had to fight off, you know, like uh, suitors at the door who were trying. I'm sure there that happened. We we heard the the rumor about Braden Smith. But the um, we haven't heard anything that felt like the team's getting torn apart by right. the fact that Edie makes more money than anybody else. Or this team that. seems incredibly focused. This incredibly year. focused, incredibly professional. Again, mm-hmm. this is there's a there's a uh, to throw around the word professional, right? Literally and figuratively, to act professionally, you don't have to be paid. Um, but 
I bet. I mean, I know no every does. player. Every player on Purdue paid something, you know. So, but it's all—it's all so clearly everybody on this team. And this, I mean, being the cynic that I am, this doesn't last forever, right? If you have another, you know, <clears throat> ignominious exit, it might change some things. But that's a ten-dollar word right there. But this, this group seems to be so laser focused on everybody just doing their job, their role, no matter what they're asked, even if it means. I mean, you look at some of the guys getting so many fewer minutes than we have seen in the past, or that we expected them to get. And just coming in and doing what they're told, doing what they're asked to do, doing what they're good at. Um, they seem so laser focused. And I don't think that's what the difference, not that last year's team wasn't focused, but with the two freshmen in huge, huge pivotal roles, it, you know, you can look at the past few years. You broke this down, I think, two or three years ago. Was it the Ivy team where you broke down <clears throat> how far teams with the defense as bad as Purdue's at the time yes. had gotten? And yes. you were like, it just statistically isn't there, guys. And right. It was like we were through sure the looking enough. glass because you were talking right. about statistics and metrics. But right. um, but then last year's team, you know, two freshman guards. Okay, that's a another big, formula breaker. That that's is a, a deep... big problem for the yeah. tournament, right? Now you've got guys who now after two full seasons, and, and maybe we could just talk about Smith. He's not, you know, he with the mileage on him now, just in a, in a good way. He's not a freshman. He's not a sophomore anymore. He's I mean, he's going to have 65 games, 70 right. games under his belt. Like, come on, that's... Some guys don't play that much in their entire four years, you know. Yeah. So, what did so, you think? What did you think about that little uh, those those in a, those NBA scouts saying that Smith may have a spot in the league? Did, did that not shock you? No, I, it it doesn't. Sh- well, I guess I need to know the context. They don't mean like right now, right? Yeah, they, they like- did. There were there were two people that came out, and and that's the thing that that's what got me so much. And I'm like, okay, uh, this put that's me on my so- heels a little bit because I hadn't even thought about it. He's a four-year college player. I think he's a four. I, I completely agree. I've I've thought that the whole time because he doesn't have the prototypical NBA body, right? Not being six foot four, he can't play above the rim. And I think that's you know there are there places for guys like that. That yeah, I mean he could get. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised at all that he gets minutes. He's like the, the he's like the guy who plays for the Pacers, the backup point guard they've got right now. Yeah. Um, I think I can't remember his name because I don't watch Pacers all that much. Uh, darn it! I got my brain doesn't work. It doesn't matter. But he's like that guy where you're like, okay, he's gonna be rock solid. He's he can break people down off the dribble. He'll do exactly what he does. His 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 wingspan is freakish. Um, that that makes a big difference for how he plays defense. The way he the, he he shuts down passing lanes so mm-hmm. well. Some some things it, it looks like it's like did that guy not understand? But but you're talking about him doing that at the college level and doing those things <laughs> right. at the NBA level. Yeah. With much bigger, much longer guys, like he's gonna look McConnell so small. The Pacers, I think that's his name. McConnell. He would look so small against NBA players. And and he now in two years though, look at how he looks like he's working out and he's developing and he's getting stronger. Like give him another two years. I, I mean, I'm still open to the idea, but I, yeah, it's nonsense to be talking about it now. This is a guy who didn't even make the the koozie list right. a month ago. There's some, now, some conspiracy theorists say that's because of ESPN's tie-in, and I don't know what about that truth but it's really stupid to keep him off the top 10 let's make it even yeah let's make it even more of a farce over some right. media beef i mean it does sound far-fetched but is it i mean that kind of nonsense goes on all the time There's so oh, it's, not, it's not it's not a, it's not it's not ridiculous to say that yeah. the media tie-in stops an award from being handed out i mean the, my brother and i've talked about the shifting of the storytelling uh from espn fox whoever because of their conference tie-in because of their vested interest yep. we've been talking about this for years the way the sec football story has been told for a long time has been heavy-handed towards the towards the sec and against everybody specifically the big 10 and now you're seeing it like almost 
when something happens in the Big Ten and it's a positive, it's almost not reported on ESPN very much. I mean, that's the new thing where you're like, they're acting like it's not existing. But they do cover the Big Ten. The Big Ten is on ESPN sometimes. Oh, isn't mm, it? No. Or is it not at all? No, not anymore. That that's that's over. Wow. I mean, they I, may have been they may have been in the pre-conference because of some of those weird events. That's it. That's what you're thinking about. They were oh, probably right. on for Maui. I try to, yeah, I try to uh, pay as little attention to the network stuff and ESPN. I was in an airport yesterday, and just the TV on in the place I was. Right, something breakfast. you never watch anymore. Well, it was like it wasn't even with volume, right? It was just their whole morning slate of Stephen of and, and others yelling at each other. It was probably 15 minutes again on court storming. And which makes me even hesitant for us to talk about it. But oh like, no, I'm ready now. All right, I'm um, ready to go on that. But I've got like 15 different points, and but that's we like, keep going on yours. But I've got I've I've written them down. I've got notes. Oh well, d- don't don't let me stand in your way. Let's 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 pivot over to court storming. No, no, but you're talking about you're you're watching the ESPN's wonderful lineup in the morning. Who watches that? Well, I I how does it keep the light? How do they keep the lights on there? I really don't understand because I well, don't know so wrong. Well, they're paying all those people, right? There a are lot. people there are paying. Those people are getting paid a lot. When you and I were in college, they would rerun the two a.m. Sports Center until like actually for a long time they ran it until the early afternoon until they had other programming on. Yes. Then they yeah. started doing like a noon Sports Center that was fresh. Right. Which I think is fine if you do one about that day's stories Still and all that. Pretty cheap programming to produce. Yes, well, that's my just point. We run the middle of the night one all morning because right. all you're talking about is what went on last night anyway right. on these shows. Right. You don't have to pay anybody. Like, what's the harm in that? I don't. Yeah. I guess you got to own the morning slots. I don't get it, but but it's unwatchable. I mean, I'm talking well, about for me. It's off, either it's the view or, or Stephen A. Smith yelling. Those are my two choices. Who, who's thinking that way? I'm not kidding. Like, where is this market? I don't understand. You used to say this years ago about Chris yes. Berman. You said, yes, he's not for us and he's not for my dad. So who's he for? Who's watching him. Exactly. Berman had photos of somebody in ESPN. I'm convinced. They kept him on the air. Up, dude. They still throw him on a halftime of Monday Night Football. I'm like, gosh, just put him out to pasture. Enough. Yeah, enough already. And I don't mean to – I'm not be, saying uh, as a man. No, no, no. It's okay. He's re, He should be retiring quite well. He's made a bazillion dollars. I'm not wishing him ill. Just don't put him in front of the screen. That's all. You don't have to stay in entertainment the rest of your life. You okay, don't have so, to do but, that. But, but, again, if there's somebody who has a really interesting point of view – or really insightful commentary, right? Then you could put, then you trot him back out occasionally, and, but but he's just a oh, I don't know how we got off on this. Anyway, right, like an old Peyton Manning, right? You could see him still having some pretty good things to say, right? I would think, you know, he's not that far away from being an old man. He's our age, right? I mean, that's a that's the funny thing about dating and dates and time, and they just keep marching forward. Um, okay, so so let's talk. There are a couple things I wanted to talk about. Let's do this. The next uh, thing, let's stay Purdue first, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I put a little something down about just how much I appreciated Edie. You talked about he's, you know, he made it official, and uh, who was it? The, who's the numbnuts? Uh, John Rothstein, right, said, oh, my gosh, I got an interview, and they said he's leaving. Oh, you kidding me. Okay. He's but the, he's, he's a weirdo. Okay. Um, so – in your opinion, okay, because I put a little video vignette there right around that talking about how how much I appreciate Edie and how I have not taken for granted and the fact that Purdue has this forever safety valve. Remember, we've been through eras where Purdue couldn't find buckets for long periods of time, right? Even with good teams, Edie is an incredible safety valve. Brian Newbert said it's he's the most consistent Purdue player he's ever uh, – of the greats that, that he's ever, ever covered. Yeah, and I think that's accurate. Um, is he the greatest of all time? 
let's let, uh, people are talking about what he needs to do to to cement that. I think it's awesome conversation because you can't really prove it. That's the most fun about it's it. every sports argument over eras. Yeah. So why do you hate Edie? Let's, I guess that's the question. <laughs> I'm not one of the people arguing against it. <laughs> no, you're not. That's the, that was just, I, I thought that'd be a I, good sentence. Look, he, he, I know a way he can differentiate himself and be the greatest of all time. Oh, yes, we both do. <laughs> and it, So let me ask you, so the next question, is the final four enough? Yes, right? I think so. I think, I think so. Uh, final eight, you're tied, although you've got the second national player of the year. He's going to get the national player of the year award, but you're tied with Robinson. I think Purdue fans, they'd say, cool. Uh, I think the really analytical Purdue fan might say, well, it's a kind of a down year for 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 college basketball. There aren't as many guys there. I, I, that's bullshit, by the way. This is the thing. People always do this. They, even younger people say, well, look at the good old days. You're like, okay, it was good then. There's no doubt. But it wasn't like you're making it out. No, never was. Never it's was. never that way. It, it, you're looking through a prism that you already know how the thing ends. So you know these guys that were good at Illinois or good at IU or whatever, like Calvert Chaney, IU fans talk about him. You know he goes on and he plays, has a good, solid pro career. And that 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 changes the way you think about players. It was a good era of the Big Ten basketball. You and I were there during that heyday. It's one of the heydays. This is not a heyday of Big Ten basketball. That said, there are plenty of guys that are coming out of this conference that are going to be really good in a couple of years. And you'll say, wow, can you remember when Payne was playing at Minnesota, how good he was? Something like that, right? But but there are teams. Think of some of the best Kansas teams and the best Kentucky teams under like Calipari. Some of those years when they were absolute steamroller teams. Their they were flawed. And, but their conferences were terrible. Right. My point is a great, great, legendary, epic team can come out of a down year of a conference or a down sure. era. That Kansas won the Big 12, whatever, 10 years in a row or whatever the hell it was. And Kentucky, when, when they were at their best, the SEC was not good. Tennessee had awful. not risen to this yet. Florida was right. down. Everybody was down. LSU so, wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. So you were barely getting challenged if you were them, and they were still great teams. So right. my point is— that SEC Kansas, point's a good one. I didn't think about that as much. As my, my point, too, about I've said this to you guys off air. I haven't said it too much on air, but this whole, oh, the Big Ten is so, because you, we're none of us are go conference kind of people. However, right. I still think this whole like, oh, the Big Ten is just garbage. That's what Michael even said in our chat. It, it's it is what it is. It's this era of college basketball. I don't right. think it's that bad when your worst teams are as talented as Ohio State, Michigan, IU. Like, think, look at the athletes on those teams. Yeah. And they are the bottom of the conference. To me, that's the crazy that you look at Michigan and IU and Ohio State, those three teams, they have plenty of pros on those three teams. Yes. So so if those are the worst teams in your conference, then your conference isn't as bad as everyone's making. I'm sorry. That's just my position. I know that what makes people say that is seeing Nebraska and Northwestern up in the top four. But they're playing well. But they're playing well. Nebraska's like 20 and eight or something Look like that. Look at the like, way these teams have percolated up, percolated up. This is what my one, another one of my points I want to talk to you. Put it right into this. So here's the it's awesome. The question was parody versus truth, meaning everybody wants parody. Everybody does who's a sport fan. You want to see upsets, you want to see games to be interesting, right? Teams rising and yeah, so right. is a team truly great or truly good? When there's a when there's parody like it is right now, because if you look, the the field of 68 was talking about today. Oh, they put Houston now above UConn and Purdue. Oh my gosh, stop the presses! I mean, this is a stupid discussion. Those three teams have been analytically great all year, and they've been great when you watch them with your own eyes. They're very very good teams. That next group though, man, these are these are the ones that gotta scare everybody because you're like they could win or they could lose any day to anybody. Yep. Well, so how about- isn't that what we all asked for? 
Yeah. And you've Regardless got one of how we got there. I think that's what we all asked for. And you've got one that's the perfect specimen for that in the Big Ten in Illinois. Illinois yeah. could go to the Final Four or they could lose in the first round. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised at either outcome. Absolutely. And then right? we know that the, the positives and negatives are the things that buoy them and sink them, right? I mean, they've got, to me, Shannon Jr. is one of the most athletic guards I've seen in a long time. Like, he's so explosive with the ball. The other day, who did they play? They played somebody and they lost, and he had 34 points or something like that. I, I was like, gosh, you, that guy goes off like that. Nobody can oh, stay in front of him. It was the and Penn they, State loss, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That game. And, that, and it was all uh, our favorite guy, uh, Coleman Hawkins, doing stupid things at the end of the game, just giving the thing away. By the way, Coleman Hawkins is a tremendous NBA talent. Tremendous. If yeah. he can keep his foot out of his mouth. And that does matter. He, you know, he reminds you, uh, there's a lot of NBA players you can think of right away. You're like, man, stay out of your own way, man. Just stay out of your own way because you're so good. You're so talented. He's, yeah, he's Shannon, a great player. Shannon Jr. in that game was 10 of 18 from the floor and 13 of 19 from the line and had 11 rebounds. My goodness. 35 okay. points, 11 rebounds. 35 points. Great game. <laughs> Domask is a, is a guy that I think because of his size and skill set, he'll get in the league. I think Goody could be in the league. I mean, that's right there. And then the other guy, the guy I always forget with the um, – he's got a name I can never uh, – Gruyere. Guerrier. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like G. He's good. He's good. He's, he's on the edge of being a, a paid American pro. I mean, a lot of – if you here's, the, here's the, the soft place to land for all of them too. They can all play in Europe, every single one of them. Everybody yeah. always mentions China, like that's where you're going up. No. No, most American college basketball players who are good end up in Europe and they make a really good living. They do very well. Look at guys, you know, I mean, Purdue's had tons of them that have done well in Europe. And I mean, they're talented. That's all. Okay, so so you say then that the, the idea of uh, parity is the positive, right? You'd say you agree mm -hmm. with me? I think so. And there's still truth in saying, okay, these teams are still good. But the upset that the, that next group. Somebody, somebody, you know, and this is, this will take us right into the next topic here in a second. But somebody said there's been too many court stormings. They see, seem forced. I can't remember who said that. I said they're not forced. You're missing the point if you say they're forced. You've never been to college and sat in a student section if you say they're forced. Because every kid who loves college basketball, who's sitting in that crowd, and even the ones who don't love college basketball, they're sitting next to somebody who does. They're sitting next to you and I 25 years ago, right? They're like, oh, man, this team's good. This is going to be a fun one. And then as you can feel the game, oh my gosh, we're going to pull this off. You see the kids in the crowd, they're like they're like on the edge of their seat. This is life or death for them, right? And then when the 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 clock hits triple zero, they just want to be out there. They want to be in the party and it is fun for them. This isn't force. This is them just doing what okay, we just beat a top 10 team. We haven't beat a top 10 team in 20 years. You hear stuff like that. Those kids know that stuff coming into the game, right? Um so the court storming thing, let's talk about this. Because I got everybody mad at me on Saturday night because I said that, um, and, I'll, and I will stand by what I say, if I make a mistake, I was ready to write an apology or ready to not gloat, but just remind people of what I had said, okay? okay. When I saw Filipowski shove the kid and trip him, because that's what happens first, then he loses his balance because he's a little clumsier than he thought he would, and that kid had a little more inertia than he thought he did, and then he starts tumbling. That happened. I'm sure he got a boo-boo. I'm positive there were multiple boo-boos. I'm not saying that he didn't get hurt at all. I'm saying he didn't get hurt to the point where a seven-foot-tall, finely-tuned athlete, he leaves the court crying with 
by the way, by the way, John Shire came to his aid by jumping in the back of a huddle and it went off. So he wasn't, I don't know what he's doing to help. Okay, brave John, brave coach. I don't have any issues with Shire, the way he's coached. He's been great. He's been fun to watch, but he's still a part of Duke. And Duke's ancestry, Duke's uh, culture, everything about Duke goes back to them. They play really hard, and then they fall really hard. And then they cheer really loud. This is what Duke has always been. This is what Duke still is. And when Phil Paskey did that, after taking the cheap shot at a kid who's five foot six, I was like, who, who oh, by the way, I guess running. you bit off a little more than you could chew against an angry mob. Now who? they want to knock you down, by the way. After well, you shoved their friend, look the for the overview, fight. the overhead view of that, which yeah. shows him trying to cheap shot the fan. Right. The reason he has a chance to cheap shot them is because the fans paying no attention to him. They are running sure. past They're going him. to the party. They're going to their team. Yes. And not a single fan was slowing up by our Duke player to taunt them or get Until, in their face. Until the 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 baby deer starts falling on himself, right? I don't even think did they go after him then? Yeah, well, his friend, the guy behind the guy, he he gives him a little little tap to get him out of the way. And I was like, sure, I saw that he did. And I understand the idea of people like, oh my gosh, you know, that's tough. A crowd's coming at you. They didn't want to touch him. He engaged them. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, sure, they could have controlled it a little bit more. But John Shire said. In his, on his post-game comments, that when we rushed the court back in the 90s, everybody waited 12 to 15 seconds. I have no idea where he gets that because I spent a lot of time afterwards looking at court stormings. It's not true. Nobody waited. They tried to wait until 0, zero, zero. They It were goes back to your point you made earlier. People look back through a different prism, and they exactly. remember things the way they want to remember them. It's like By the way, by the way, Jay, in the movie Hoosiers, Yes. They storm the court in the movie Hoosiers multiple times. Yes. That movie is a glorification of the best of of basketball. High school basketball in Indiana. Oh, shucks. And they still put court stormings in. And now we're making these things into life and death. The most dangerous place you can be is on the court during the court storming. None of that's true, guys. That's the problem with what ESPN is spending right now. And the fact they did it all goes back to that bias again to tie a bunch of things together. That ACC bias and that love, undying love for Duke. That's why this was a story. And that's why some of you got swept up into it. And I'm not, listen, if you, if this is something you've always thought court stormings are the worst, fine. I don't feel that way. Jay, tell them, tell them what you feel. And you'd be honest. I think they're kind of dumb. Okay, so so look, you've got I but love. I'm not saying not to do it. No, you're not, and that's and Rob no Hummel. Sense. He talked about it. He sounded off. He said, "You know what? We got the court rushed on us a couple of times, and we also rushed the court on other teams a couple yeah. of times during my career." And he goes, "I love them. I think they're great. I'd like them to do what Coach Painter said: control the area so the kids can get out. Boom. That's it. And that's not that, hard. That's that's all you have to do. That's it. And, and the problem's solved. And and let me also say that every <clears throat> profession, every sport, everything you do comes with certain risks. Okay. When you're in the public eye and you're in a public space and I'm not saying just deal with it and you shouldn't have to deal with unnecessary risk, but this idea that like Filipowski, who's what, seven feet tall was like terrified for his life. Okay. Part of when you go to college, there should be a little thing that when you're at orientation that says, okay, if you're going to be on the court and you're going to be part of a top 10 program, which you probably will be here. There's a chance this is going to happen if we lose on the road. Yeah. Be aware of that. And here's how you handle it. You 
walk swiftly to our bench. You kind of do whatever you need to do to make sure you don't clobber anybody. You keep your head on a swivel. Somebody comes at you. I would actually defend it. I've seen that in the, in the get SEC. your center gravity low, right? If, if somebody comes at the, every now and then I've seen a fan try to mess with like an SEC football player, and oh, I'm like, yeah. no, no, now I'm on the football. No, player. No, 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 no. Now you've you've given him a reason to now show you why he's an athlete. But most and, and by the way, they're the player. Here's the other thing. I'll defend all sides here in different circumstances. I will defend the player when he is literally being attacked, like oh, that yes. case. When, when the cocky jerk who thinks he's oh, he's gonna jaw and get in their face, okay, now you've now you've put your hand in front of now a you're the problem. Now you you're the problem. problem, right? And, and, and it can switch, and that's like real life, right? This yes, is what happens. Exactly, it's not There's black and white. And then and then let's go on ESPN and let's ask a panel of fifty-something old men whether court storming should be a thing, because that's the best perspective. Let's ask Jay Billis what he thinks about this, like. I seek everyday life advice from Jay Billis myself. He really goodness. He's a moron. He he's a smart moron too. He's very educated. Yes. He's 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 got plenty of knowledge of the game and of law. He's a lawyer, right? Yes. Isn't he a lawyer? Practices. Yes. And yet he says the dumbest things all the time. And he, if you didn't know, what he said is he said next time they storm the court, let them on and then confine them and hold them like it's a cage. I was like, wait a second. Now you've kidnapped them, technically. <laughs> Somebody in the comments of that tweet said it's an open-sided rectangle. How would you contain everybody? How would you make them? You're not free to go. And you're not free to go. And you, and, and you, and you. But he also, during the same, I believe, it was during game, their game day on Saturday, he also talked about how stupid. He loves to take shots at the NCAA, which is one thing that I don't mind about him. Oh, yeah. He said, he openly on ESPN will talk about the NCAA screwing things up and being dumb. And he said that about tournament expansion. And what I find interesting is like, so you don't like the NCAA, Jay, and you don't like the fans of college basketball because you don't like them doing, enjoying themselves. You don't like the true, because those are really the real fans. The ones who rush the floor, those are college, ba- I mean, that's college students, that's college basketball fans. That's, that's, the that's what makes it better and that's different. What, yes. So you don't like either of those. What? So Jay must have loved the pandemic when it was just basketball in an empty gym. He must have loved right, it. Right, right. I, I'm sure he did. Yeah, no he, the cheering, funny thing is, no guys fun. like Billis all the time. He's not alone in this. That's the thing. I, it's easy to call him out because he'll get on the mic and and pontificate. Right. There are other people that talk and think like him, but he just says things that I'm like, "What are you doing? You're trying to kill the thing that you love and you were a part of, and you know what he makes it great." Doesn't love huh? it anymore. He's an old man. He doesn't love it anymore. Exactly. exactly. That's a good He's point. Too cranky about it anymore. Like yep. you get to a point. This is how you know. But that's why your perspective is so good here. I'm not kidding, Jay. You say, I don't like it. I think it's kind of stupid, but they should do it if they want to. Of course. I'm, but, but that's because I'm an old man. I, I, when it happened, I was there when Rutgers did it to Purdue on that. Right. You right. Know, you were in the less rack, than half right? quarter shot. And, yeah. and, and I was a little concerned because I was there with my son. It was a like, crazy environment. And it was mayhem in there in every concourse, in every element of it. And I was a little nervous. Like, and you had a guy next to you who was a jackass too. I had a guy put his hands on me. Yeah. yeah. But, so that made me nervous, but like down like on floor. your butt. <laughs> Ooh, this game just got a little spicy. Not that time, sadly. Oh. Um, I, I, I just I don't. But but they should do like you're living a, a level of joy, and and that goes away in about a week or two because there's no right. court stormings in conference tournaments or in NCAA tournaments. It doesn't happen because it just can't. And like you you could so you and I were also talking on the side about how for the actual risk 
of injury, you could control that. You could say to every school, you have a responsibility to have security around the visitor bench and around them and get them off the floor in Supposedly, 30 Supposedly, the SEC has that, and they have fines in place. Yes. They have Problem awesome. solved. Problem solved. Now Great. you can do it, and you know this is part of the game. You can't outlaw everything that could be an inconvenience. Yep. You can try, but you can't do it. So, <laughs> right. so, so like you put rules like that in place, and you come down on the host, the, the school itself or the program itself, if they do a bad job, or whoever's responsible for security. Yep. You hire somebody, and you say, you're responsible for making sure this is safe. And if something is not safe, we're going to assess it. We're going to see what happened, and we're going to figure out who's to blame. But then you let the rest of it happen because that's just part of it. That's part of the experience. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's the whole thing. That's the energy there of the college kids, the stupid signs, the clever stuff. That, that, that's what makes college. You want to take all that away. You want to sanitize it all down. Exactly. You and I have complained for years, and people laugh at us, I think, that we love the era of college, the tournament, when they didn't change the floor. If you played it, you played oh. it. The pit, it still said the pit on it. Yeah. That, that was, was cool. cool back then. They just then. put an NCAA seal on it back in Now the they just want every court to say, everything sanitized. And that's not, that doesn't look like college basketball as right, much. Right. It looks corporate. And, and so it now is. you want to take away another element of it. Because now you're getting more and more arenas built that are pro-style arenas. And the criticism of playing in like Michigan, Michigan fans admit this, Michigan, Ohio State, they're very corporate vibes because it feels like a pro arena it doesn't feel like a college arena so we're getting more and more sanitized we're getting fewer and fewer places that are like mackey right and so then you take away court storming you take away the, the are you going to then have some students who say i'm not going to go because the experience isn't the same as it used sure to be. sure sure okay so is that what is that what you want you just want a tv product only yes is the answer i'll just spoil it for you that's what some people want yeah. exactly exactly they want like what almost a hand-picked group of about two thousand fans and they see and they see people enjoying themselves and they get angry about it. That's the thing that's crazy to me. It's like you're actually mad that people are having fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think yeah. about that. Yeah, it's so dumb. Speaking of fun. Speaking of fun. I do want to touch on this. What do you think about the NCAA? And this is such this is one of the smart things about like a marketing person. The NCAA teasing right now that we're thinking about expanding the tournament. Perfect time to talk about it, just to get everybody all up and over yeah. tizzy, yeah. right? But expanding it and i heard comments that said why not more more games is more fun which is a certainly okay. a point of view i've heard people say no it should stay <laughs> i love what you just said that's certainly a point of view it is it is this no it's is certainly okay. one of the opinions well listen there are over what 330 d1 schools yeah. something like that that theoretically could qualify for the tournament and if you expanded it to 96 you're still at less than a third making it in so if you want basically i'm doing debate club here i'm saying i can make an argument for it still being fairly exclusive yep. right but then there's a certain element of perfection of the current i'll say 64 i know it's 68 but that bothered me ever since they went yeah to that. me too me too i always call them playing games people get mad about that i'm like let's what well I? here's the other thing i'll just throw this out there i've felt this way for years Make all the play-ins power conference teams in those 11 spots. The bubbles. Don't have any 16s have to play Absolutely on Tuesday. Absolutely right. Have them. They, you made the tournament. You get to be there the first weekend. You don't have to play Tuesday in Dayton in order to get exactly. a right. Exactly. Some of those, yeah, have to go all the way out. Exactly. Like you said, go to go 2,500 miles. Gosh, man, that's not plus, fair. They earned lost. it. They already been through the grinder. Right. And you won your conference tournament. Now you get to play another game against another team that's like your conference. Right. But that's not what you're Oh, it makes me so mad. And it would it would affect the Michigan states and IUs not at all 
if they had to play a these, these bubble teams. You know, if you're if you're Nebraska and you're on the bubble, okay, you got to make all four of the eleven spots to play in games. Boom, solved, solved, right. and make a couple of those sixteens. Maybe they get to be fifteens now. I don't know. I don't care. There's more right. parity in college basketball. I now. would love to see. I would. I, I think it'd be great to. Well, it's not very fair to some of those lower <laughs> those higher seeds though. But teams like. Michigan State to actually get a lower number. Michigan State, by the way, like a fourteen of that or something. Yeah. yeah, you look at that team. Look at the net. Okay, then look at why they're there. It makes no sense that they're a bubble team and why they're so highly ranked in the net. Everybody keeps saying it's because they played a lot of good teams. Cool, they, they lost, lost to them. them. <laughs> why is that even? Why would you even say that's a point? Right? You lost to good teams. Congratulations. It goes back to my joke about how people used to tell us that you should root for Michigan State to yeah. go to the Final Four because it'll yeah. help Matt Painter in recruiting. Remember my bit? I would say yeah. he could agree. Hey, if you come here, when we go to Michigan State, you can look at their Final Four banners. You can check out their banners. How We're fun not would that be? Come play it's at Purdue. Fun. Super fun. No, You're right. They, they, you look at their um, their schedule, too, like the W the one loss, like, yeah. man, it is just like a machine gun of like, like win, loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss, loss, loss. Like it's so bad. They're 17 yeah. and 11, nine and eight in conference. They're right. going to lose to Purdue on Saturday. So they're going to be nine and nine in conference. Right. Right. So, and they've lost back-to-back games to Ohio state and Iowa. Woof. Both at home, both at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh They've done it to themselves. That's the thing. Let's not forget, because I remember stuff like this. I, I I don't remember anything, but I can remember that Michigan State was picked to win the conference oh. this very year. Let me ask you this. They have at Purdue versus Northwestern at Indiana. Ooh. They could literally they could lose all three of those. It's possible. Okay. Very possible. I would like it. I would Let's like that to happen. Two out of three. Is to resign. I'll be honest. That's what I really want. I'm if done lose, with it. If they lose two out of three, they're 10 and 10 in the Big Ten. And they would be 18 and 13. And they'll get the benefit of the doubt because they'll get a nine or something. Exactly. (laughs) They did win that one game in the the Big Ten tournament. That's what they'll say. Something like that. So, don't care. They could play themselves out of this, couldn't they? What? They could play themselves out, couldn't they? If they lose all three, they'd have to. They They should. I mean, that's in that scenario, they absolutely should be out. I mean, I would argue that if they they should, they have to, they have to go three and oh to. To, to be considered like solidly in. They're not going to. No, they're not. No way. I don't think, I honestly feel. You think they'll go one and two? Yeah. Well, no, they could go two and one. They could beat Northwestern. But the seniors home. at IU Senior Night, I was thinking about this already. You've got Galloway, Leal, and I don't know who else. I don't know if IU fans care at all. <laughs> like, I don't, oh, I don't know think if they'll be around. Game. I don't yeah, think that's I, don't, tough I, don't I think that's the one that Michigan State's actually most likely to win <laughs> is the yes. IU at IU. Yeah. Um, yeah, Northwestern. Northwestern's an interesting team because their net is pretty low. They're pretty much out. If you look at they're they're pretty much done. I think well, they're in the sixties now. They're going to get in. They're ten and six in the conference. They're going to get look in. Look at their net. That net yeah. matters. I know. And the fact that they wear purple matters to the committee, I think. I think that's part of it. But but Chris Collins is such a likable guy. To me, guy. that's a better team than Michigan State all Ooh. season they've shown it. Ooh. Northwestern. Oh, 100% they're better. Yeah. But For I'm sure. telling you, the, the, the computers don't like them. Chris Collins is such a likable. He is a likable lad. I mean. I've mentioned that, haven't I? How much I like Chris Collins. You love talking about him. I, I love talking about Chris Collins. All right, there's one more topic that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. You, you're, you're, Wait, you like, didn't answer me. Are you in favor of 
quantum fields expansion or not? Or, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, no, you know me. I always think uh, contraction is the answer to every problem. <laughs> You'd like to go back to 32 team. Yeah, I'm weird like that. And I know I love the tournament. I love it, but I would savor it more. Like it would be like a rich gravy at that point, not a like a thin sauce. It'd be okay. But you don't think, but you don't think, see, I know you've made this comment about things you don't like, like baseball being contracted. And I, I've made the comment about NFL football. I thought they should yes. have expanded that. Never I have like, gone. I, like I agree. It. I agree. But you're not as big of a fan of either of those as you are of Purdue sports. So I don't think that you, – you don't think there's too much basketball right now, do you? No, 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 no. No, I don't. But okay. I think I think that tournament is like – it's. I don't want to say perfect. I hate saying that. But that 64 teams – man, that's a, that formula – not only has it worked, it's worked magically for a long time, perfect. right? 39 years. Right. Let's – why why screw that's with that? That's the longest stretch, by the way. That's that the thing. So, like, I, I am for – the one place I'm for expansion is the college football playoff because I know there's precedent that it works. If you look at the lower divisions, they play tournaments, and they're it's fine. Much. It's too much. Too much? I, why is it too much, old man? You and, you and I are on the – because now you're going to have to play – like 17 games to win a national title. No, you don't. No, you don't have to. They could trim that down. I've, I've given my solution on this. Oh, oh, I'm not suggesting it's not possible, but you're talking about expansion. There's no way they're going to do away with conference title games. They should. And they there's no should. way they're going to cut back. You should cut back the regular season to 11, do away with the conference title games, and then have crappy bowls for all the teams not in the playoffs. Yeah. And have the playoff, and I'd be fine with it. But there's no way they're going to do away. There with are stuff. tons of rumors going around about the SEC and the Big Ten. Those conversations behind closed doors right now involve dividing the conferences up smarter and better into four groups, and then having a system that puts that champion of those area areas actually be part of the system to get into the into the playoff. Um, and then the SEC and the Big Ten could actually play their way around all this stuff. We'll see. There's a there is so much volatility and variable coming still. Um, I kind of I, I just think like I, I think if you add, I think the easiest place to to add to the fun though, again, you'll see me swing back and forth on this on this argument is is college basketball because adding a basketball game or two is not like adding a football game or two. Right, because the, the pounding. Yeah. Right. So 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 you're and it. it's easy. That's what I'm saying you about going. I think it's perfect teams? as is. I think it's perfect as is. But I don't think that expanding it would ruin it the way people think it would. I, I think I, I think it would allow it, and it, you'd have to do it correctly. And by that I mean instead of all these one bid leagues, you know, sometimes there's these one bid leagues where there's a really good team and then they just don't win their conference tournament and they don't get to go. If you started applying it to here's where the extras are going to come from in some thoughtful yeah. way rather than just the way we do it now. And now right. instead you're going to have a 7-11. and 11, uh, But they won't be thoughtful because it's the NCAA. No, because it's the NCAA. I agree. Yeah. But you're going to get some bad. Like if you expanded it out now, you'd have teams like probably Iowa and Penn State on the bubble. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. <Barf. laughs> so, yeah. So that's not. That's not good. So no, generally, if you pick, ask me right now, no, I'm not in favor. I'd like to keep it as it is, but I don't think this argument that somebody like a team. So here, I'll give you one right now that it is a really good team that they they just lost. Princeton, I think, just got their third loss. Okay, I think they have two conference losses in the Ivy League. The Ivy, right? Okay, so they're playing themselves out of a, a bid where they just get invited unless they win their tournament, right? They won't get invited. They have to win. That's right. And I think that's a shame. That that's one of those to me. They they've been a good team. They've been a good team all season. There's another one my son was talking like he goes into these deep dives and oh. I I can't keep up with them. But he there's another three-loss team 
Maybe they're out west. He said, and he started talking about the Mountain West. That's a six or seven team league. They, they get six or seven bids this year. It's wild. I mean, so, like. So, by the way, Penn, Princeton, to your point, they're 21 and three. Yeah. They're nine and two in conference, but they're tied with Cornell and Yale, who are both nine and two, and Cornell and Yale beat them. Right. So they're yeah. not going to go. They're not going to. Yeah, they have to win. They have to win. One of those is going to. Yeah, unless they win out. Because the Ivy still doesn't do a tournament, right? They're still. Oh, that's right. You have to win the league regular no, season. No, no. Yeah, it is right, isn't it? I think it's the last right. one. Um, oh, boy. That's, that's, be, see, now that is. That's, I, I could. So no, no, they added it. They added it. This, by the way, Shevsky talked about he he compared it to the bowl system, and he said, he said, you know, college bowls. They've they've he used some incorrect, incorrect opinion here. He said he said you know the this lower bowls keep the interest on college football until the playoff comes. I'm like, no, they don't, because a lot no, of people don't care do. about bowls anymore. By the way, I'd like to just um, correct myself. They actually do have a tournament. I don't know how new it is, but it's in New York. The Ivy thing is in hmm, in New York City. Uh, I'm looking for that right now. It says New York. I, I'm assuming it's this can't be at the Garden. This must be at like um, I don't know. It no, it can't be in the Garden. But no. they're early though. Their their tournament's really early. Like it it's, might be next week. No, right? it's the it's the fifteenth. It's it's when it should be. Really? It's, it's, this is nuts, man. Getting to but the game. I thought they were one of those. Yeah, man, my my brain scrambled right Ooh, now. Ooh, it's in Levian Gymnasium. <laughs> Who's it's some guy at some rich guy's house? This must be it. Um, no idea where that is. I've never heard that. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's how big is it? How big is the gym? I, I'm trying to figure that out. I guess it's a. Is it a Columbia? That must be where it is. Man. Yeah, they're what? like big stage, New York City. Yeah. Then you need directions to get there. Quite literally, right. on the website, it's like how to get there. Uh, this gym holds 2,500 people. It is Columbia University's gym. That's crazy. So maybe I should go to it. Maybe I should get a credential. You'd enjoy it. I mean, you're 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 you love college basketball, and, and that that the atmosphere of teams playing for their lives, and, oh. and again, if that college, this is what makes college sports. It'd all be so much smarter than me. That's the other. Part. Everyone, you would feel I'd be even the dumbest more dumb person than you do in a normal region. day. I'd be the dumbest guy there. It, <laughs> it wouldn't be close. <laughs> it wouldn't. No. I, you know, this is actually, I'm sort of tempted to just go. It's right in Manhattan. I can just go to work that day and then cut out and go to the... I bet it's not an expensive ticket. I could just get a media credential. It has a thing on there how to apply for one. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys are all part of the ideation process here. Exactly. Isn't that this great? is how we we're, plan things. This yeah. is, I have an idea, but they have something. Yeah. Okay, I got one more topic I wanted to talk about. Do you have another topic you wanted to no, talk about? No, go ahead. Uh, okay. I don't think so. And this is one, we actually talked about this being a headliner and being an entire show. Um, and I don't even know if we can we can hit this very hard without research. Maybe I'm <clears throat> jumping the gun here. But the whole thing is is have blue bloods died? Oh yeah. Or are there still blue bloods? And I and if so, who are the blue bloods and how we need to find them? This whole this whole idea, this whole thought process, I think I think is very interesting because Connecticut is clearly a blue blood, right? Wouldn't you say? They've won a lot of championships. They've actually got a what twenty five year history of championships. Well, I was something just like. Ask. Is part of the formula for blue blood sustained longer than say 15, 20 years? Because that's all they're at. Their four titles have come in the last, I think it's like 15. Isn't it since like 2010 or something? They span three coaches. Right. So Wild. yes, by every metric except London, were they a done? They were not. When the Big East was was the no. the, the conference. No, in the they, 80s, they they were not. They were not. And they, in fact, you know, like in the 80s, in the 80s, they were starting starting to show that they were, could be good, right? 
but women's basketball was the story there, right? It wasn't men's basketball. So you could say, okay, they're women's. So, so that's, so, by the way, I'm going to say, I'm going to air a pet peeve that some people might have a problem with, and I don't really give it away. But when you start throwing men's and women's basketball into the same comparisons, it drives me nuts. I don't care whether it's wins and losses. It doesn't matter. They did not play on the same field. They did not play against the same competition. You can't say a coach just passed Coach Krzyzewski when she or he played in the women's game. They are different sports. They are different. They're both basketball. The balls are even different sizes, okay? My gosh, darn it, okay? So it's okay. I'm not – if you like college, women's college basketball, it's your thing, fine. It's not mine, okay? But they're not the same sport. And to say somebody argued this to me on Twitter, I didn't respond because I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to really get people mad. They said, well, their women's team won all these championships in the 80s, 90s, whatever, and their men's. And I'm like, come on. That does not define you as – if that were the case, Tennessee would be a blue blood because right. their women's team was good. You know what that no, reminds me of? It would be a blue blood. It, that does, it's not that reminds me of – I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember even what the context was. But there was, a, there was some press conference or some introduction of a coach at IU, and their AD was making jokes about how many more national championships they have in all sports than Purdue. And they were like throwing soccer at Purdue. And I'm not – soccer is a, a big deal. Sure. It's a, it's like a real soccer, sport. Right? There you are like great soccer. athletes in it. You coach women's like soccer. soccer there are fantastic – please, this is not us minimizing – that it's I don't a sport. like it's a real right. it's a real sport it's a real sport those championships are good. but but it's the same vibe when you start saying well let's gather all these completely unrelated things together sure, and sure. now i guess if you're arguing an athletic department success yeah, absolutely that's fine you yep. can say we win at all levels and all genders and that's okay that's that's legit that's a that's a that's a good boast if you really want to get into that stupid conversation, though, you could say in recent years, meaning the last 20, again, if we're going to call that, mm-hmm. Purdue's been pretty good in the Olympic sports. Pretty and, good. And, and in golf. women's basketball. And in, and, and, basketball. Exactly. and in volleyball. And yeah. Yeah. So that, so yeah. Baseball a, team went a, to a college World Series in there. Baseball team. Yeah. Located right. in Indiana, went to a college World Series. So IU did too. So I'm just saying, but, 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 but. but don't don't stop pretend that this program that this whole athletic department isn't ju- it's not just basketball it's not just men's basketball women's no. have been great football's been a division champ <laughs> by the way <laughs> that brings me to one thing I, before you go any further with this okay randomly today I saw yeah. Jeff Brom's Instagram and okay. there's something so hilarious about it he has not posted to his Instagram since he left Purdue his his profile picture is him at Louisville mm-hmm. and it says head football coach University of Louisville so it was updated. But okay. the last post is about them winning the West Division at Purdue. So it's got this hilarious, like that must like, be that must be they don't have an intern to run it because Purdue he didn't post on. But on it, what it makes it so funny to me is it looks like he's like wistfully looking back at Purdue, like all his posts are about <laughs> because he's like he's looking down at all the well, things. Well, the head football coach Louisville and all the posts are about Purdue. It's That's so great. awesome. That is awesome. It's so great. I just love it. Yeah. Uh, no, I've so I, I do not follow that coach any longer. As it as it happens, the whole blue bud conversation though that could be something that could be uh, good for multiple. This could be another show, but I do want. Okay, to let's 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 hit yeah. it with just a thin layer of yeah. analysis. Just prime okay? it, just prime it, just prime it. Okay, so so when you look at the blue bloods, let's talk about who they are first. So we've talked about this before. Kansas is a blue blood, and Kansas is still winning championships. Bill Shaw yep. himself is still one of the best cheaters coaches in the game. Okay, Bill Self, Kansas, great. We check that box. Uh, North Carolina, they are true blue blood. They've won a national championship in very recent memory. I don't know what they're doing right now. Duke, 
Radical change at Duke and North Carolina, right? I would say this is not your father's Duke or North Carolina team, even though North Carolina has won a championship recently. Still really good. Still very good. Still very good. They're top 10. They're top 10. But, that's, and I say, when I say but, I mean, that's a, it's a major but. It's bigger than my rear end for darn sure. This is like saying, okay, yeah, they're there. But are they really there? I know they've still got the horses. They still got players uh, like people that, well, I'm not gonna hit that joke one more time. They still got they've got blue chip players. They've got five star athletes. They got McDonald's All Americans. They need to. John Shire needs to put himself up there in that discussion by having some success in the tournament. There's no doubt. I, in my opinion, right? He's only in what year two? Yeah, he's in year two. He's in year two. But to me, if you don't, it's a what? What have you done for me lately? Society, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay, but they're still a blue blood. They count. Okay. They absolutely are. You look like you're hesitating. They went to a final four in K's last year. So yesterday, man. I move on. I'm very, I think they very were modern, 15. very modern thinker. I am. I think they, they, they they're still blue blood. Uh, okay, okay. Are you so going to not include good. Kentucky in this list? Because they're a blue see blood. there. We, no, but look at the points I'm making. We're building the case. Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh, sure, still McDonald's All Americans. Are they really an elite team anymore? Yes. You yes. think they're an elite team? They're they're gonna be. Are they twentieth right now? What could they, they go to the net? Could they go to the final four this year? Sure, they could. Because everybody yeah. on the team's a future NBA player. Okay, then you're still. It's funny what that will do. It doesn't do away with your history of titles. And again, you know how I feel about this, and I have a post. What I'm saying is, Purdue's better. Uh, well, I, I mean, give me, uh, of course, all the championships. But you've got the all modern. The to me, you look at the modern era. The modern era. Go back 35, 40 years. Yeah, and. That's where you can start to weed out IU as a blue blood. Just objectively. 20 years, 24 years ago, right? 23 years ago, they went to a Final Four. 22. 2002. Okay. 2002. They went to the title game in 2002. And they tripped into that Final Four. Let's be That was also the last time they were in the Elite Eight. So for all the people who make fun of Purdue for not going to Final Fours, Purdue's been to the Elite Eight much more recently than IU even has. Twice in that period, right? Right about that? Once. So. Purdue went in uh, 2000 and then again in 19. Okay. So I just missed it, the first one. Okay. So then go back go back to then. Let's cherry pick like they would. Go back 25 years and you've got two to one. Right. Like, right. I mean, but but yeah, so they're out because you've, you've spent, I'd say, more than half of the modern era not being relevant. If you're yeah. Yep. Kentucky okay. has been relevant. They've been in the okay. Final Four a ton. They've won a national title. Not as much as they should have. I will How about say this one? Hard one? Hard one? UCLA. Are they still blue blood? That's very hard. They were in the Final Four, what, two years ago? I know. Ago? They're in the stupid Final Four. The one doesn't count. It was all in Indiana. They had players on that team, though. I know. Tiger Campbell and... Mick I Cronin know. has a Final Four, and he might get fired. <laughs> I know. Like, he looks like he's a guy who's trying to submarine his own job. Oh, he's such a jerk. I have disliked Mick Cronin forever. He, he used to throw his players under the bus at Cincinnati. He used to be a jerk to the media. Good thing he doesn't do it now at UCLA. Oh, wait, he does. Oh, wait. He's the oh. same small man that he always was, and yet he's had more success than Matt. Well, maybe not more success, but he's gotten further. I don't appreciate the short joke there. It was noted on my notes. <laughs> not what I meant. Not what I meant. I meant a small in a different way. It's noted. I mean. <laughs> noted, though. It's in the big book. That's indelible ink. You're in trouble. Oh, why? Why do you do it to yourself? UCLA. Oh man, that's a hard question. I guess I would go with yes, barely. They're still in the conversation because. Okay, and speaking of yes, barely, yes. is Gonzaga in this conversation? No. no, no championship. They haven't won a title. They've only been to what two Final Fours? One or two? 
When the two Final Fours, I think they've been one championship, right? One final. Yeah, but they didn't win. They did not win. They got absolutely boat raced as the expression. Okay, I got one more. I got one more that's in the same category. Arizona. No, because we all the weird thing with Arizona, they're they're not that different from Purdue. Take away the '97, I don't know. Take away a title, right? Yeah, but, exactly. But remove sure. that from the equation, and they're just like Purdue. Win right. tons and tons of games, and don't overachieve. The last time they went deep was I you think they don't overachieve. Achieve, let's use the right words. They underachieve in the tournament, like they did yeah. last year, like Purdue did last year. They I don't, don't think Miller ever went anywhere with them, which is wild because they were in the top five year after year after year. Yeah. Are you afraid of Sean Miller as a Big Ten coach? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. I don't like. I, I, I mean, I could see him falling on his face too, but the dude, I don't know. He does win a lot of games, so it's hard yeah. to – hold on. Let me look back here. I want to look at this because when he went to Arizona – all right, he did go to – okay, I take it back a little bit. He went to three Elite Eights. But but those were teams that had 30, 33, and 34 wins, and they only went to the Elite Eight. They won their conference each of those years. And then other than that, he has two Sweet 16s and several first-round exits. And then the last three years, they didn't go anywhere. Right. They right. didn't go to the tournament. So I can understand your parallel there, right? Uh, I think, but I think that one national championship. Oh, but that was ninety-seven. Houston. Just, just right. to, just to put some. You and I. That doesn't sound that long ago. It's twenty-seven years ago. Right. Gosh, darn it! You sound really old when you. That's say a that. long time ago. You so, must be old if you remember so yeah, that counts. That's when that someone graduated from college. Yeah. Well, that counts, but but that was also one of those championships that surprised a lot of us. Do you remember? It was a Miles. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Miles. I was under, I want to say Simon. Miles, Miles, Miles Davis is what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. He was not playing then. No, no. Miles Simon. That was that wasn't even I'll bet you and I'm not looking right now. I'll bet you that was a fourth place Arizona team in the back 12. They were a bit I, I think they were a bit of a uh, they were a tourney perfect tourney team and they had they got hot at the right time. They were one of those championships. And they also had they had two other pros on that team though. That starting five and three NBA players on it. I'm sure of it. Yes, they were very um, good. Yeah, they were. That was in Indianapolis. They won that national title. So, 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 are there any others that I'm missing? Florida? Are they a blue blood? You can't not consistent enough in their success, right? Really good for a short period. Right. The very back titles. Short period, back to right? titles or title get titles. Right. They yeah. won it two years in a row. They're kind of like Purdue right now, except they actually win in the tournament. Right. Well, they won. They don't win regularly. They they had a little stretch there under Billy Donovan where they were really good. Squeaky and then it went clean. away. Squeaky and it went clean away. Era. Also very clean. Um, let me think. I'm thinking here. Who else? Anybody else in the pack? No, right? No. UCLA is the cream of that historically. Right. Yeah, see, um, Oregon is kind of a the, the new rich. Michigan State. That's that's yeah, that's the next one. That's I mean, I, I mean one title one just under Izzo, you've got one title and like six final fours. Heathcote went to multiple Final Fours. So, like, right. I think you could argue they're blue. But I think you'd have to say they're in that conversation, don't you? you their their championship is is older than 20 years. 2024. So by, your, by your definition, they don't make it. But they made six Final Fours in that space. But they're, they're kind of like Gonzaga then, if you put it that, that definer on there. Gonzaga's, I mean, and I, you know, I will discredit Gonzaga every Gonzaga, get. But they're playing that conference, which admittedly they have scheduled better. Well, if Michigan years. State were in that conference, they would every year with a championship, no doubt. That's what I mean. They, you can't be a blue blood if you're never playing anybody. Right. Like, and they have again. I will give them credit. The last five years, they've tried to schedule non-con games that matter, and they get their asses handed to them by Purdue. Oops, sorry, you know, that was in there. Yeah, I left that in. Um, 
I don't know. They've tried, but no, you can't be a blue blood if you're if you're losing games like that, or if you're, yeah. if you're playing a schedule like that. Now, who yeah. who else? Texas? No, not Texas, right? Nope. Texas? Nope. No. no way. No way. In fact, I, I bring up Rick Barnes, Texas, and Kevin Durant all the time to my son. I'm like, man, they had they had four years in a row, four years in a row where they had a national player of the year or a candidate well, finished second. Who did he play with? Did he play with Ford? DJ Ford? Is that uh, he either just missed Ford because he was right before he had. Aldrich right there, and there's another one. They, I mean, I'm telling you, they had great talent. Not good, great talent. And they went to one Final Four kind of like barely. Yeah, Barnes got to one. Yeah. That's right. And then, so like, then that takes me to one other team that's like that, Syracuse, which they got the one championship with Carmelo Anthony, and they're not in the conversation. They're, I don't give them, and it's de- that era is dead. Dead as a doornail, right? There's no Louisville. See, you can't, These. I mean, like, this is the thing. This is my Louisville's up close. Louisville's close. Multiple coaches with championships, with but, Final Fours. But the state but, of things, and it's not it's just now. Yeah. It's a couple yeah. years. Remember, they weren't good the last years of Chris Mack either. No, no. So like that. So that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, when do you wash it off of you? I don't know why. You tell me. Can well, you your still point, smell it? Well, your point, I think, in all this is: is there an opportunity for a fresh yes. blue blood to join the ranks? Yeah, they're missing one thing, one major little thing. We'll talk more about this in future shows. However, and we have talked about this in the past. I really am not just saying this. I think if Purdue were to break through, and I'm not talking about a national title. I mean, even go to the Final Four. I think it gets so exponentially easier, to use a weird word, the next few years to go to more. Yeah. I think once the monkey's off the back, all of a sudden you're – you're, and we've talked about this, the Jay Wright comp. Yep. If Jay Wright's still at Villanova, are you talking about them as a blue blood? Yes. If Jay Probably. Wright is still there, yes. Probably. But because they've, they've that's three gone. titles since 85, other Final Fours, and a coach that's one of the best, and still not that old. Still not that old. Like, no. he could be coaching now. He did what, the smart thing, man. He got the hell out. He's got what we, you know, got Everybody out. dreams about it. Yeah, he gets, he's, got, he's got the stack of cash. To, have the, to have the wherewithal to look around and be like, it can't get a whole lot better than this. It legitimately can't. I've yeah. won two and I, think, I think because of the major changes in the game in the last two, three years, I think it cements the fact that he won't ever come back. Like Saban. Saban's old, but right. that's the reason Saban got out. It has right. to be. I think he looked at it like, I don't do this anymore. This is, uh, mm-hmm. I don't like where it's going. Yep. And, I'm, and I'm an old man. It's having that awareness to say, ah, I can't do this. Oh, that's a young man's game. So did we just we just settle on that Purdue is the next blue blood? Is that what we just? I think so. I'm not saying. Yeah, I think so. Regular season blue blood. <laughs> Regular, <that's right. laughs> Regular season blue blood. That's there. November blue. Blood. and Purdue. And... That's right. That's a different. Well, that's it. There's tiers, aren't there? Arizona. Yeah. Isn't that the next tier? If you talk about Anish, he loves tiers. He does. I think that T I E R S, not E A R S. Salty, salty tears. But they'd be in that next one. They'd be in there. They think you just did it really well. They're the Arizona, Gonzaga, Purdue, right? All really good programs right. that are a step away. from Virginia probably still, right? Virginia's not yeah. on the blue blood yet. Nope. Win another title, and I think we can talk about it. But even then, I don't think they really check all the boxes because they haven't been historically great. Right. Purdue's probably got a better history of winning. They got a major break in success, right, after the late 80s? Major break. Yes. Huge break. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Don't you think Purdue's been more of a winning program? Consistently, yeah. Yeah, Purdue's break comes in the, what, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Painter took a little nap for two years, too, during his time. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, but uh, this this is a good discussion. And it's something I think you know Anish would we should we should have him on the show sometime. We should. We should. <laughs> He's available. Busy, 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 busy. He so was telling case, me that by it? the way, he tried yeah. on some clothes from Homefield. And he oh, said yeah? he said, I, I used to fit so well. This was actually a great he was not even doing it. Don't better. tell the size. Don't do this to him. Oh, he okay. Well, he told me a size and he said I used to fit so well into this, and I bought a new one of that size, and it's much tighter. I said, mm, "What's could you okay, go to so, AJ's?" So here, I will say this: I will reveal this about Anish. If you haven't met him, he's six foot four. Okay, yeah. right? Six four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and at one point, I'm. I do I remember this right? He was wearing like a medium or large, a medium, like in, <laughs> yep. just out of school, right? I think he wore the. That's yeah. a small shirt for a big guy. Okay, yeah. so so he was very 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 lean. Okay, so mm -hmm. as we get older, we get a little more comfortable. There's, you know. And he's in Pittsburgh winters. It's got to, you got to put a little bit of a little bit of layers on, you know. So, so we get, oh, I got a surprise for you too, Jay. Speaking of, of sponsors, but Homefield Apparel. Head over to homefieldapparel.com and put a put a sweatshirt that fits you in your in your basket. Size up, I guess, is what an issue. Well, in some cases, sure, sure. Not yours. You're sizing down, brother. Um, and then enter boiled twenty three, and then you'll get fifteen percent off. Okay, so that the second second sponsor. This is fun, and I want. I know a lot of times the my pattern of my post games and and quick casts. It's all you could fast forward through. Not this time. I don't want you to fast forward. I'll tell you why. So there's a new thing happening. I previewed this a little bit. There's a new thing happening at AJ's, and I don't know if Jay even knows this. I just got a text from Adam yesterday. So excited. This is awesome. So they have the uh, the bottom uh, filling pint glass at ages oh, yes. right you could you could you 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 fill them from the bottom it's a really cool system right and they don't want you to, to play around with that with that magnetic uh cap okay i don't know what the name of it is a year ago adam said do you guys want your logo on there and i said yeah and then we didn't talk about it again <laughs> yes please in the boiled sports way we did it well, this year I sent them some artwork and they just came in. Boiled sports caps on the bottom of your glass. If you go, and we're going to figure this out. Adam had an idea and I like it. And I don't know how we do this. Maybe we'll work together. But if you get a certain number of your boiled sports magnetic puck, we got to come up with a number. We're going to give free merch. And we're, 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 it can't be infinite. We can't do it because we don't have uh, an archive that's forever. But we do have some, and he's got some merch. And I've actually been working on something with him for his store. It's just for him. But when you go and you order a pint, remember it's burgers, beef, and beer, the third B there. Now you're gonna look and you're gonna you're gonna bottoms up, you're gonna look at boiled sports at the bottom of your glass in a very, very in the very near future, which is pretty cool. So it won't be every glass that comes out will get boiled sports. He still has to have AJ's on there. I think he's still got another. Do they have a like one of their beer providers? I don't want to I don't want to speak out of turn here. But I think he's got multiple, and that's kind of the challenge. You'd have to drink a lot of beers to get a lot of these pucks. I don't know what they call them. Um, Adam could tell us. Uh, but this is a fun deal. This is really good. And this is like one thing we really like about AJ's is that like, and this is something that we like about each other too. This isn't just a bit. We like these guys. We like each other and like we're partners with these guys. It's not just like it's, and it's, it's not, I mean, we, we, we really enjoy the restaurant. We enjoy the culture of the place. So this is neat. They did that really. No, we, they, they didn't, they didn't ask us for money. They're just putting boiled sports on those pucks. Pretty cool. So next time you go get a pint, um, 
Ask for the, ask for the boys. We're, we're going to come up with something. It's going to be real, and maybe we'll do it. Maybe I'll kick off. I plan on doing something for uh, Selection Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to get to AJ's or not. I got to look at the calendar and what's going on in the personal uh, schedule. But I'd like to go there again and yeah. see if I can get there. Maybe go with LBD. Um, maybe actually have my mic this time because I screwed that up last year. Um, but I, I, I think I might try to make the make the short journey to to God's country and over AJ's on Vine and right by the fire station. Maybe we'll do that again. And when we do that, we can we can talk about what we're going to do. The three of us put our head together. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, is that a good surprise? That's great. I was excited. Okay. I knew that was in the works. I knew we talked about it when I was yeah. out there in the fall. We talked about it. Yep. Again. But he got the shipment. He or he got he either got the shipment or he said it's been shipped. One of those two. So it's coming. I may be previewing something that. But I'm I'm excited about it. So you can't keep that joy in, you know. It's it's in there. Joy, joy, joy. It's a good show. So we got another we got another few days because there's no game till Saturday. So you may see you may see us again. Yeah, that be. I think we should. I think we should if we can. Uh, I mean, I I tell you what. One thing when Jay and I put our heads to it, we can do a pretty good show. And actually putting notes down of what we want to talk about <laughs> that helps move it along pretty nicely. Um, like most handsome hours, we've gone over by 15 minutes. That's yeah. shocking. A tidy 45 minutes, as always, is the goal. Um, but uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to my pal Jay uh, out in Jersey, just fresh off of. of uh, I'm not. Should I not do that? Is that not right to do that? Should I not do that? I know you don't like it. I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it to you. Can you say you're getting weird messages from? Okay. But thanks to my top, my pal Jay out on the East Coast. Uh, I'm Boiler Dowd. Uh, have a have a great week. We'll talk to you again probably before it's Saturday, right? Saturday, yeah. If not, say. maybe maybe we will surprise afterwards. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Who can say. Uh, I love you guys. Good night. <laughs>